Hey y'all, welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you by The Mind Refinery. I'm your host, Coburn Blair. This week, Kyle and I are talking about Little Nas X, DJ SB, Tion Wayne, Yabba, and Pa Salute. We hope you enjoy it. If you like what you hear, remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the show. So, Kyle, how are you doing? We're back again talking about just, I think it's like a monstrosity of music that has just dropped on us. There is almost no time to catch up on releases now. It's been coming in fast for sure. I think that... um you know, uh, there has been a dense amount of music happening lately, which has been uh, good. Most of it very good. Again, I do think we're having a banner year in terms of releases and such. But um, you know, it's fucking great. Uh, it's it's a good time. It, it's a good time to be alive. We got sports coming back. You know, with the vengeance. Checked out the Raptors uh, preseason first preseason game last night was that the first one or do they play that was the first one and i yeah. was in the building it was great that's right you're in the building for it scotty barnes looked good playing a lot of players with fucking length uh they look like fucking pterodactyls out there and um i'm loving it i'm i'm loving it i love the fall still like a little strange but you know it's getting a little bit more normal i think yeah we're getting back there I- i'm definitely feeling a lot better like in my brain if i want to go to a restaurant i can go to a restaurant now and you know that is fu- that at the very least is fucking appreciated. Yeah, that's that's yeah, definitely what I feel what I um am most excited excited about. Also concerts are coming back soon. Yes. I'm excited to be going to a lot of those this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I'm just jonesing to get back. We tried in vain to get uh little Sims tickets. Um they just they fucking went and also like they were fucking like i one thing i forgot was generally how expensive tickets are uh yeah i'm actually holding for rage against machine tickets and with run the jewels for next year which went on sale way ahead of time which i was like very happy about uh so that's going to be happening and uh, i'm hoping to go to some stuff very uh very soon because like again this is the longest i've ever not gone to shows so um it's it's kind of weird and i'm just so fucking excited Uh, to be back in a place uh, with a bunch of sweaty people, uh, you know, breathing on me and uh, loud music playing, uh, which I'm fucking so excited for. That communal idea of music, that's, I miss that. Like, that's what I'm kind of, like, thirsting for. And it's just, like, it makes me so excited that, you know, it's available now. Yeah, so I've been to a couple of shows now in the past couple of weeks. Most notably, I was at Candace, Cadence Weapons uh, last string of shows. Yeah, um, I got to go two nights, and that was a lot of fun to see him perform his Polaris winning album live and in the building and direct. Um, so it was good. And, you know, we probably should chat a little bit about Polaris at some point because we had a lot of people we've reviewed on this podcast on there a lot of cool things happening in music right now definitely stuff that we want to talk about but i think we should also jump into what we were talking about this week and i want to start with that i want to start with little nas x and montero what did you think of this album i had a lot of trouble getting to this album but i think that has to do with my general lack of enjoyment of pop rap in general which kind of sucks because i really enjoy lil nas x and like what he represents in his role as like a provocateur in hip-hop and america from a cultural standpoint however i felt like this definitely is a solid bit of work and like there was eclectic uh you know um production on it 
And I really, what I really, really enjoyed with it and what I really could get down with, he, it was how unabashed he is at expressing who he is, where he comes from and his world worldview. And just like, you know, his thoughts on, you know, love and relationships and, and, you know, what people think of him and, you know, and we're going to get into talking about like, you know, this idea of him being a one hit wonder before, and that's kind of faded. Um, but like, as like, he doesn't hide behind marketing or gimmicks, like a lot of pop music, so-called provocateurs have done. Like there's substance behind this, you know, behind his Neo like understanding of internet culture. Um, you know, he's fine with bearing his soul. And as a person who consumes art, that's something I can always get behind, whether the sound is geared towards my listening tastes or not. So I enjoy the message and the personal revelations about growing up, his thoughts on the industry and how it perceives him. Um, I think my issues were mainly Sonic and not enjoying that brand of hip hop. I mean, I would compare it to my thoughts on pop punk as I'm a huge fan of punk music, but I can't really deal with its poppy incarnation. Uh, I will say I feel that Lil Nas X and his attitude are more punk and more challenging to the status quo than a bunch of the so-called rebels in today's music industry. Um, I love watching his interviews. I just generally like wish him success. I just don't necessarily think if his music, like his music is geared towards me, but like all his interviews and stuff, like I really, like I really think he pushes the envelope and he's very smart and calculated and aware of what he does and but is still willing to to be personal and i think that's a kind of a rare combination yeah i'm really i'm really really like happy for him and i think that this to me is kind of like a really really good american pop album and I say that, you know, it has pop rap on it, but I think it's just a good pop album. And I think that he has found his footing as, you know, an individual, as an artist, as somebody who, you know, has something to say and somebody who can kind of like grow and change and, you know, influence music. And obviously his mastery of the internet is second to none. He has really just, I'm seeing him in, you know, ads with Elton John for Uber Eats or something like that. And he's just like really up there and going. And and I just want to see it kind of continuing and him to climb. I think that's actually a really good way. Of, I, I think viewing it through the hip hop lens may not be the way to do it, because I think, you know, especially if you're looking at who he collaborates with and where he places himself, it might be better to look at it through the lens of being a pop out. Yeah. And I think that he is a, a really great pop act. And I think that he's going to go only up from here. And I'd love to see kind of where he takes it next. I think the production on here really suited him. He's found a sound that kind of fits for him. And he's really getting personal too on it, you know, talking about his parents, talking about his mother's uh, struggles with drug addiction, um, what growing up for him was like. But he's also just really come into his in his own and himself and he knows who he is. And that's what I really appreciate about him the most. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, again this idea you know like when you get into the you know people who are so-called you know provocateurs are pushing the boundary they kind of i've always find a lot of them keep you at arm's length where he doesn't do that he was very candid about what, what's going on with his life especially for i mean this is his first full-length album like it, it was definitely uh, an artistic statement yeah 
So what songs really stood out for you um, on this album? I really enjoyed um, Dead Right Now. Like, that was a good album. That just all around, I thought, was uh, a fantastic album. Uh, That's What I Want, I thought, was also really good. I thought that the uh, Dolla Sign Slime with the Megan the Stallion feature was really good. I also think he did a really good job picking features for this. That, you know, where it, like, added the element of hip-hop to it. You know, via like Doja Cat and Megan The Stallion, but also points towards its like pop roots as well. You know, with Miley Cyrus and you know Elton John uh, on one of me. I really like his 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 work with Day Trip because we has Day Trip all over here. Um, you know, we have Miley Cyrus here, which harkens back to having her dad on on you know Old Town Road. Jack Harlow, I thought was really good on Industry Baby. Um, I like that we had Elton John here a little bit. Like he's really just kind of fit into this pop world. And I think that seeing him here and now, we're looking at someone who's gonna be around for a while, I think, and I think he's kind of made that clear. So I'd like to see kind of where he could go from here as well. Yeah, there was like, no, like he was aggressively anti being a one hit wonder. Like he really kind of used, you know, Old Town Road as a way in, but then kind of forced the door open from there. And just didn't kind of allow it. Whereas I thought, I feel like a lot of other people who were labeled as one hit wonders allowed the industry to affect them and tell them what they were doing. How do you think that Little Nas X, you know, kind of intercedes with what hip hop has been, how America sees hip hop? You know, I think he's breaking a lot of lines or bending, spending them at least. I think hip hop has always been far too quick to embrace prejudice towards gay people. Um, only now is that starting to be, you know, starting to be put behind us. Like, I think if that uh, baby comments thing happened as even as early as five years ago, I'm questioning whether or not there's such a backlash. So Lil Nas X kind of spits in the face of that. Also, you know, we're going through a period of time in Canada, the United States, where gay rights and feminism and the progress made on those fronts has caused you know a hardened backlash from the alt-right Lil Nas X releases videos where he's pole dancing with demons and spitting in the face of the religious right in middle America and like I'm fucking 100% for it because you know fuck them and also like that's what's so punk rock about him whether or not you know I feel like this music speaks to me um doesn't talk it doesn't really uh, address whether or not it's important whereas I think it's very important because I think there's probably a lot of people who are going to listen to this and just kind of have an easier time because of it, just through this idea of art and realizing that people have had, uh, you know, in the, in the sharing of similar experiences. And I, I think his ability and fearlessness in countering that and attacking um, these ideas and prejudices aggressively and unabashedly is... And I just think that um, he does it with a complete idea of what his artistic vision is, whether it's the videos, his role in marketing, his role in internet culture, what he's doing in the studio, knowing who to bring on to albums. Like there is a really high level of intelligence there to kind of work with within it. And, you know, he kind of bends it to his will. So, you know, let's just get down to brass tacks. What is your rating on this album? I'll give this album a seven. Um, not really my thing, but I can absolutely. Um, but like from a from a lyrical point of view, like I I really really fucking enjoy it, and that's kind of where a lot of my focus came from. Because if something is in your bag, how are we evaluating from a storytelling point of view? And I think it's a really solid album. I think if anything, he's going to make better work. 
and it, it's it, it's going to be good to see moving forward. Interesting. Yeah, I think so as well. I think for me, I'm pr- probably going to give this a 7.5. I think this is a strong debut. I like the artwork. I like what he kind of did with it. The whole rollout has been a lot of fun. Um, I definitely want to see more from him, and I want to see him win uh, in the long run as well. So let's jump across the pond like we always do this time, and we'll talk about Pasa Lu's new EP called African Rebel. What did you think about this as a follow-up to Send Them to Coventry? I really liked it. I was surprised by the sonic direction he took, but if you consider his roots an Aflu, like an Afro beat influence on Send Them to Coventry, it makes sense. But he just like went all the way with it, and I love that there's a danceability to the music that feels natural. And you know, just like we, I, I'm down for any artist that's willing to like express um, themselves in a very personal way. Like we talked to Lil Nas X about Lil Nas X. I am really down for any artist wanting to explore their, uh, explore, sorry, their sonic roots. Like I love what little Sims did moving in that direction. And it felt really fantastic. You know, especially when you consider the Nigerian roots and hip hop's lifeblood coming from drums. Um, I really like that there was a willingness for Pasalu to ask questions and explore, further explore his African musical roots, uh, much like Little Sims. Um, also, he could have like kind of done the same thing as uh, send them to Coventry because like that was like that was a very well received album. Like he played on the Tonight Show. So like I'm wondering what's next. Is that something that continues? Is this um, a statement of sonic intent? Um, I really really like that he did that and. and I, I, and that's again what I kind of like about the British hip hop scene is that there is like almost more freedom to do those kind of things. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's, I think that's a, a cool thing, and I think that also by kind of you know giving this sound and this sonic direction, he opens up his lanes a little bit more, so he he can kind of give you a little bit more. And not that he wasn't already doing that on his early project, because he definitely was. Um, he's always played with his sounds, but this is kind of like a, a solid, solidified so- sonic direction, and it, it feels very purposeful to me. Yeah, and th- I think that's, again, he could have just kind of done the same thing, and he is just like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put out these three songs. They're going to be a complete reflection of my Afrobeat influences but also that represent you know how you know my upbringing and um me culturally and i fucking like i I really really love that i'm just like is this going to be the thing moving forward because i feel like skepta just released an ep that was a a big departure from what he's going to do what he's been doing so i'm like is this going to be like are artists using the ep as a way of experimenting yeah i yeah i think i think that like you know in this kind of sonic landscape that we have now um and i think that artists have just made it their kind of mission in life to to experiment sonically and i think that we're seeing we're going to see a lot more of that happening now where people are trying to play with new sounds whether it be you know skepta kind of doing some reggaeton um inspired stuff or people leaning into afro beats or you know afro swing on tracks i think we'll see more americans kind of tap into that as well i'd love to see more americans do because i feel like the english lead the lead the line in terms of that yeah i mean i think too that like you know obviously he's well not being american you have drake and i think that what he did has been kind of you know 
set a, a tone and a standard. Because even if you listen to Meek Mill's new album, like seeing him like link up with gigs was something I never thought I would saw like see. That so was I think a surprising that, one, yeah. Yeah, so I think that we're seeing, you know, people kind of tap into other sounds and cultures and like blends kind of happen a little bit more now, uh, more easily. Yeah, I, and I, I kind of, I think that is a product of the internet age because like you don't, you know, like you don't have to have an EP, like you don't have to do a wide pressing of an EP. You kind of just put it out and people can listen to it. And I think that that is an example of how like this, you know, the new era is a lot more liberating because there isn't like a big monetary hit to that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you're you're able to kind of tap into the sounds and cities easier because of the Internet. You're able to, you know, reach out to producers. A lot of producers are putting stuff out there more so than they were before. So there's a lot kind of going for you there if you want to, to experiment with your sound so um i think you know more artists should should do that and whether you know it comes out good all the time or it comes out like it should i think just even trying i think there's something to be said for trying to uh tr- to do something new with your sound yeah there's a fearless it, like you have to be fearless to do that but i think that's the idea of being an artist who, who makes an impact yeah I, and i agree so i think you know what's your favorite song out of these three or did anything stand up more than others or you know what honestly like i kind of fucking enjoyed all of them to be honest with you like they're really fucking they're really good what was yours uh i really liked i, I did enjoy all of them i really liked the opening i really like shining i think shining is the one i'm kind of always going back to but i think this whole thing has just been really 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 good and i'm excited to see you know what kind of direction he goes into next I mean, I really like style and fashion. I can never pronounce this artist right. Oh, Bong Jr. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know this. Yeah, no, I don't know how to pronounce that. I okay, wasn't so that individual was also on Point and Kill on the Little Sims album, and yep. f- absolutely fucking fantastic. And like Lit was good too. I kind of like both, like all of them. Like to me, like they're very well, you know, they're very well co- like connected um, in terms of just like from a sonic standpoint. I mean, again, style and fashion really just, but shining and lit were also really good too. It's a nice little fucking piece and EP that, you know, teases us a little bit for what's next. And I think, you know, his next full length is probably going to be one of the more anticipated albums um, coming out of the UK in, in the next year, which I hope it's coming in the next year. I wonder if it'll it'll kind of make more, some more waves uh, in the states too, because you know he's already done Jimmy Kimmel. Or was it Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon or something? He did Fallon. Uh, sorry, he did. Uh, yeah, he did the Tonight Show. So like he was like he was on the Tonight Show, and his performance was fantastic. You know, especially given the whole COVID situation, like they really kind of set up something really good for him. Um, the staging was really fucking cool too, and I mean that's a big juicy American audience. And I think that, like, I'd love to see him kind of make more waves and, and get, like, a kind of a hit that, that fits um, with with an American audience. Yes, but I also think with this EP, what's really cool is that he maybe doesn't give a shit about that. Um, so what is your COG rating on this album, African Rebel? I'm giving this a 9. I can't wait for the next one. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, I'm going to double up with you. It's a 9. I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Um, let's take it back stateside and let's talk about Yeba. Far from her arrival in the scene, she's been around for a while. Uh, she's worked with Mark Ronson, who's a producer on this album. She's worked with Stormzy. I first kind of heard of her on the Drake album um, and then kind of had to go back and do some research on her. But I was really, really blown away with what I found. 
What did you think of this album? I really, really, really liked it. I feel there was a golden era for R&B in the late 60s through the late 70s. It was undoubtedly a watershed moment for this genre when you consider Otis Redding, Marvin Gaye, and Aretha Franklin at Muscle Shoals with Jerry Wexler. I think that the be- that's the best era, and uh, you know it kind of set the standard for R&B for generations to come. But, I mean, I think we consider artists like Savannah Ray and Looney uh, closer to home and a larger scale uh, like Beyonce, Adele, SZA. There's a standard being set for R&B. Uh, in its current place in pop music there's artistry and sonic identity and i think there's like it's becoming the, you know kind of the um the benchmark and i think like there's no like if you're a woman uh you know or a man but like you know if you if you're the quintessential female r&b singer and you're coming out with an album they're like now it's like you have to be making an artistic artistic statement or else like why are you coming out with that um, you know, there's not a ton of recycled stuff um, coming out that really kind of hits the top. I think this album is another example of this. Um, this is a sonically dense album that explores a lot of different terrain and is unafraid in its willingness to kind of experiment at times and be traditional at others. Her voice is fantastic. Like on the song Long Distance, there's this like serious mini Ripperton vibe. And I just really, really, really fucking like it. There's some well-chosen features too. This is your first album. This is fucking pretty amazing. The only problem is that you like you got to follow it up. But like, so would you consider Yeba R and B? Because I don't know if I consider Yeba or or Lana Del Rey to be R and B artists. Well, I would ask them. What would you think they are? Well, I mean, I consider Yeba to be more of like a singer songwriter than you know an R and B. Is that the, the is, way that I could... is that the guitar influence though? I think it's the guitar influence, but also the the type of music that she makes. Like you know, like I think you know R and B traditionally is like a black genre. Um, and it kind of was used to denote like, you know, cause Beyonce does pop music, but she's always been categorized as R and B because yeah. of her skin color. So I think that like, for me, Yeba, while she's singing, it doesn't really sound like, you know, R and B in the sense that I understand it. I would like, for me, her vocal influences are completely R and B. Right. Like also, I can see that. Yeah. Like just because like when I think of the guitar thing too, also, like if you consider Aretha Franklin's albums, like she had Dwayne Allman from the Allman Brothers playing on albums. Right. So like there is a yeah. guitar, like although that is blues, like for me, this would fit more in the R&B category. Obviously, there's been like a number of like white artists co-opting R&B. I don't think that that's what this um, that, that this is co-opting per per se. I think that um, just if I'm listening to what her vocal influence are vocal influences are you know i so like for me this feels like an r&b album especially just because of how expansive this like lana del rey i wouldn't necessarily like like for me obviously it's something that comes from you know is genre that is comes from you know black people and black music but like how do you like would you think that like for example someone like amy winehouse's r&b yeah, I would say, but I would, I would probably consider Amy Winehouse to be, you know, R and B, and that that's what the genres of music that she wanted to emulate. And I know yeah. that Yabba c- considers like the Clark sisters to be influences, and she's like very into gospel. Um, well, then if and, and know, that's gosp- an, that's another thing, the gospel influence that is completely R and B. Well, I would say gospel and R and B, you know, fractured because you know, I think R and B comes from gospel, but. It, Gospel yeah. doesn't come from R and B, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I would just say, ask which R and which big R and B artists in the sixties and seventies did not derive their sound originally from the church. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. So like R and B comes from gospel, but not the not the other way around. Ex- like example, like a song like Distance, like uh, like just the way like just the way her voice is moving and stuff in it like again it's something it feels like something more akin to like Minnie ripperton or something that comes from like a 70s r&b um kind of situation but like i hear what you say i'm wondering then what like in terms of classifying it like i don't know are we just gonna have to call it good old pop it's, it's definitely not pop um i yeah i mean i think you know i think there's a, a definitely a uh, room for debate on the r&b classification there interesting because like for example um far away the asap ferg feature with the asap ferg feature which is fucking great by the way it's my favorite track yeah. on it like that would be an example where just especially combining the idea of hip-hop in it like there's a semino verse on it too like for me that's how more and how she's leaning and also positioning herself uh from a feature standpoint and also like who she's working with beyond like for example drake and stormzy so she kind of like exists in that ecosystem and like positioning is kind yeah. of how my head interpreted it well like w- wikipedia calls this album a, a genre it says pop slash r&b so i think yeah there's definitely something to be to be said for that interesting though but i think i do think you you have a point because i think that um there's definitely genre bending on this because there is influences here you know with the use of you know a lot of the use of acoustic guitar and that kind of changes you know and that kind of manipulates the sound i think that's this debate is kind of why this album is cool um because there is a lot of sonic expressiveness that doesn't kind of like pigeonhole it into one era and like i I, or to one genre and also i feel that like this idea of expressive pop with a full artistic vision which i think was you know and i think this is a product of the industry there wasn't a lot you know when you were looking at like the early 2000s in the 90s and you know maybe even the late 80s there wasn't you know you weren't there was this manufactured pop situation which still exists but i think now when you're if you're when you're an artist coming in like the whole idea of artistry and what you're supposed to be is a lot different for a pop artist and i think like this is really a kind of modern look at that and that's kind of why i liked it so much there's so many different um you know twists and turns from a from a sonic standpoint and with her voice as well no i think i I completely agree with that um so what are your favorite tracks on here uh as i was saying the asap ferg feature who he i mean i really like asap ferg uh great on far away it's like so perfect so appropriate and the vocal effect on it is really on his feature is really good as well it's like this whole like dreamy wonderful thing um it's probably my favorite moment um on the album um also like louis bag uh featuring uh samino i really liked the song october sky which is definitely more of like an example of the singer songwriter thing uh was really good like her vocal on that is just really warm and like haunting at moments and it's just like really really fucking cool and i really enjoyed boomerang as well so like there is just i mean i kind of enjoyed the whole thing from start to finish like i'm gonna listen to this a lot it's just really fucking good yeah i'm uh floored by this album i'm you know really appreciate that i've discovered yeba even if it's through you know the drake album and then i had to go back and do my research she makes really incredible music i like the features on this i like the production you have dj dahi you have hudson mohawk katronada obviously mark ronson you know handling the most of it like this is a really really good album and i'm excited to see you know what comes next from from her yeah she's a legitimate artistic threat you know she has a clear vision 
and like she produced a lot of this too like so like a lot of it is a, a representation of her taste and her choices so i think that's r- really fucking cool as well and then all you know i'm a catronata stan as well and uh you know we have some trademark dance floor ready catronata as well which is fantastic yeah which is like the best kind yes. um so where what is your cog rating for this I have this is eight point five. It was really good. There's a couple lulls in it, but I I'm really I really enjoyed this. I see we're on the same wavelength. I also have this as an eight point five. I think this album is a fantastic debut, and you know she's come a long way from doing the backing vocals for Chance the Rapper. Um, you know years yeah and years on ago. SNL like it's yeah, it's so it's... fucking crazy. And like when you look at why as a musician or as a singer you do these kind of things this is a perfect example of it because like people are enjoying this album like it's definitely getting uh credit it deserves and um i mean she's been nominated for grammy hasn't she yeah she has yeah so it's pretty crazy so let's back over across the pond let's get into tion wayne's green with envy uh so i think it was wayne's world was it three i heard um, and I kind of like worked back from there. Um, it's not like I didn't like this album. There's just so much big shit coming out of the UK now that my expectations from the island are like through the roof now. So like his delivery and attack are good. This just like for me, this doesn't do a ton to separate Tion Wayne from his counterparts, which is tough because like it's the first one out of the gate. Like I guess like were we, are we classifying the other ones as mixtapes? Yeah, I think I would definitely uh, consider them mixtapes. Yeah, so I guess this is supposed to be his first full-length album. So there's some, like, really cool moments on it. I just, it just, for me, wasn't, like, there's so much good stuff coming out of the UK right now, and I'm just like, where is this guy fitting, was my big question after that. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting, too, to have him, um, you know, I mean, obviously we're recording this and we've heard Hedy One's album, and that's, like, you know, his biggest rival. But Tion Wayne is the first drill artist to go, you know, he went to the top of the Billboard charts, had, had a hot number one. It's never happened before in the genre. But I think, you know, listening to the albums back to back, I'm like, eh, it's good. But, you know, kind of going against Teddy One's album, I prefer Teddy One's album a lot a lot more. I think this album is kind of like, it gets a little bit middling um, to me a little bit. I like some of the features. He's really good in his Afrobeat type bag. He can do a lot of cool things with his voice. Um, I like him for hooks and I like him like he he has a good musical direction, but I think there's something that kind of lacks here a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk probably talk about the Heady One album next show uh, as a preview. It's fucking awesome. And I, I think Heady One kind of took it to another level. I just like for me, there wasn't enough given who, who like if you look at UK releases this year. Like, it is a murder's fucking row of releases this year. And, you know, I was saying it on Twitter that the UK kind of bodied the US so far this year. Some people were up in arms about it. Some people were like, yeah. You know, it's just he's everyone, you know, some of these big K artists, big UK artists, whether it's like Dave, uh, Little Sims, you know, someone like Getz, like they kind of have a lane that they move in. And this feels like he's trying to kind of figure out that lane still as he moves away from mixtapes into these like full scale releases. Yeah, I think it, it's it's he's getting there and he he can do a lot. And he I think he's better on the singles than he is on the album to me. I don't think that I think it lacks direction a little bit. I think that's my biggest kind of issue with it. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair to say. 
do we want to spend more time on this or should we kind of, you know, kind of wrap this up a little bit? I want to wrap this up. For me, this is a six. I think he can do better, but there's not a whole lot to say about it. I don't like, I yeah. don't know where the fit is in the industry. Like it, as far as UK acts, like where, like my head is trying to auto complete where this is going. And I, I can't really do it at this current moment. Well, I think for me, like the thing with him is he kind of does the party rap stuff pretty well and this you know has some of the party rap has some of the drill it kind of lacks a clear direction and i think that it doesn't have to be you don't you don't have to do what dave does you don't have to do what anyone else does but you need to figure out what it is that you're doing so yeah. for that reason i think I'm, I'm about a six two um i think i'm gonna pull this album apart and you know kind of st- stick with a few songs that i like but i don't think much of it's gonna come with me or, or be around next year yeah same here I think this is kind of like I mean I, I mean I liked Edna, but I think this is kind of like a, a, like right around Edna, where it's just kind of like it's okay, it's pretty good, but you yeah, know. like Edna, like the 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 shift that Hetty One was able to make from Edna to his like are we calling that a mixtape? I fucking like don't even know anymore. Um, I think it's an album. It's one. an album. Um, it's fucking good. And, you know, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for progress. So if I'm, if, you know, I went through, I listened to all the, you know, Wayne's World stuff and like, it's not a big jump and you can't be making lateral movements given that ecosystem because, you know, there's people really out there with stuff to prove. Let's bring it back home to wrap it up as we always do. And let's talk about friend of the show, DJ SB and Tasty Raps volume one. What did you think of this EP? DJ SB is consistently one of the brightest stars percolating in Toronto's hip-hop scene. We say it every time we talk about them. They're doubling down on groove-oriented house-inspired beats that hit. They're infectious. They're effervescent. And during better times, you can hear this on the dance floor of a club or at a lounge. If you know DJ, if you follow DJ on Twitter, you know that their humor is underscored by a deep passion for making music. Uh, it's more than just a hustle. It's therapy. It's expression. And, you know, that's really begun to translate into significant gains. And that is visible here. Um, You know, ever since we did that first DJ interview, um, the Spotify listens have blown up. I'd like to also point out that that has nothing to do with the interview. Um, (laughs) If that is what... Or or does it. Or does it. Um, But I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't that connotation with it. But, I mean, like, they're getting brand partnerships and people are starting to listen, starting to work with artists like Mick Jenkins um, which the tr- the Mick Jenkins track on this is fucking awesome, and it's just really good. And there isn't a more deserving person in terms of whether it's kindness with their time, humor, um, you know, j- ability to be honest about themselves and things they're going through. And I appreciate that it finds its way into the music, and the music is infectious. And this is another example of that. The only thing I'm gonna bitch about is give, like I want more. I want the full length. I want all of it. I want all the DJSB. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, uh, I think I agree. I think that we've seen a marketable jump in talent quality. You know, everything is just kind of kind of getting there right now and i'm like it makes me excited for their inevitable debut album which i think we'll see you know within a year or two um there's just a lot of growth and uh, i enjoyed seeing the growth the rapping is you know bar none it's getting there it's a good album it's a really good toronto album it's probably going to be my top favorite toronto albums of the year so far or ep or whatever you want to call it 
Um, I believe it is technically an EP, but it's good. And I think that, you know, there's just more coming and we're seeing bigger, bigger features. We're seeing growth and that's what I love to see. So that's about it. I think that's, you know, that's the album for me. It's incredible. Also their vocal rhythm and cadence. I love boxing to it. There's just something about it that I'm just like timing my punches to it. That's how I listen to a lot of this is just taking it in like that through osmosis and then i go through like a series of listens it's like in the car while i'm working out while i'm at home with headphones on i just it's it's how it lives with me and their music has lived with me since the first time i've listened to it absolutely fantastic we want them to just keep going and going and going so let's get to the the patented cog rating system where are you putting this 8.5, I want more. Give me more. I would like all of the Deja SBs over here. I don't I don't know if we've matched more of the rating systems. I'm going to have to go back and listen. But I think, yeah, this is also an 8.5 for me. Yo, and I'm excited just, to see Yo, you're what, stepping on yeah. my review, son. I'm, I am. I'm, just, I'm, using, I'm using the same ones. You're just stepping on my reviews, Playboy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think also these albums that we reviewed today into like we can debate about genres they i mean i i will say this a lot of them are genre bending uh you know a lot of it is you know especially when you consider the yeba album um you know lil nas x um just in terms of like where they are and i think like that's good to start that kind of debate i think what is has been not debatable is you know the quality of a lot of them so you know really enjoyed this level of music especially given that we are just we are coming away from the gravitational pull of Kanye and Drake, and I'm just like here for this and very happy about it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know it's nice that the Kanye and Drake albums kind of came and went because we're getting a lot of great music that's not has nothing to, to do to do with them, um, and that's, that's what I love to see right now. Absolutely. Well, Kyle, I think it's been fun. We have a lot more music to talk about, so we'll, we will be back soon. Because there's like a whole crop of other albums that we have to get to. Um, yeah, man, we we've been playing catch up after our little break, so. We oh yeah. More. So Kyle, you have a great week. Uh, thank everyone for listening. Um, we will be back with more albums. Please tune in. Check you later, guys. See you later.